What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the TM Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Chuck. Uh, as always, you guys can hit me up on Twitter at OddcastTMP. That's O-D-C-A-S-T-T-M-P. Uh, just to give me feedback on the show and everything like that. Today, I'm going to kind of wrap up uh, what happened after the Oscars and then kind of wrap up the whole Black History Month uh, series that I was doing. Uh, and hopefully it's a show that you guys enjoy. Again, hit me up on Twitter if you guys got topics you want me to talk about and things like that. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys and let's get started. So how about those Oscars? <laughs> For everybody that listened to the last episode knows that I was pulling for Black Panther to win uh, just because in almost every category uh, filmmaking, I think that that movie was uh, something new, innovative, things that people haven't seen before, even 20 plus superhero movies in, it still stood out as a, uh, as one of the better movies in that, even in that superhero genre, uh, story-wise, um, like the story of the prodigal son and the the royal uh, burden of being a leader of a country, things like that. Uh, all that stuff I covered in the last episode about how I felt like this movie was different and better, something that people haven't seen before, notwithstanding the cultural impact of the movie based on like how the how the audience felt about it and... <laughs> like the different things that happened around the world really um in support of that movie uh universally loved i think for the most part uh the worst thing i heard about it was that it was overrated and that was by people who you know they people that would say that about everything <laughs> so they'd be like yeah ice cream's all right but it's not the best uh like folks like that but that was the worst thing i heard about it um so I do want to say they didn't win Best Picture, but I do want to say hats off to Black Panther for winning the Oscars for uh, Best Original Music Score, Best Costume Design, and Best Production Design. So that means it sounded great, (laughs) it looked great, uh, the sets were great, everything like that. Um, And it was nominated for Best Picture, nominated for Best Sound Mixing, and nominated for Best Sound Editing. And I think... uh, when you go in and when you watch the movie again, if you watch it like on a big screen with surround sound and everything like that, the moment when they fly into Wakanda for real, um, that I think everybody kind of has that transformational experience when they watch that. You can tell me if you don't, but I mean, you watch it and you say, oh, I'm about to fly into this jungle. And then you see the city. It's just something that, I mean, that scene in like singularly, in movie making, uh, I think that's one of those classic scenes of what do you expect? You don't know what to expect. You already know like they've got all these resources and everything like that, but the moment when you see Wakanda for real is, is one of those, in all the movies that I watched last year, uh, it's one of those parts that like really stands, stands out and it gets to me almost every time I watch the movie. So hats off to them for winning uh, the three out of six that they were nominated for, which by the way, were the first Academy Awards for any Marvel movies. 
Um, like I said, they're 20 something plus in. I don't know how big of a nerd, how big nerds you guys are, but uh, all of them have been hits to me. I think maybe two of them were like lackluster, but when you put them into the overall mythos of everything leading up to uh, everything leading up to Infinity War and eventually Endgame, uh, you can kind of see how each one of them plays a specific part, even if the overall movie wasn't great as a standalone. But say that to say that it was kind of disappointing that the the movie that did win out of all the movies that were nominated was Green Book. And that ties into what I was saying last last episode about who makes the Oscars, who judges the Oscars, things like that. Um, and I want to be clear when I say that it's not I'm not talking about specifically white people, just white people. But the people that make those movies, like that's the kind of feel-good story that they like. Is somebody that's a terrible person spending time with people that they're terrible too and learning that they're not that bad. When if they were an objective person, wouldn't have been a jerk in the first place. Right? If that was a good person. If that was somebody I'm gonna spend two hours learning about. Uh, I'd rather spend that time learning about somebody whose redemption arc has something to do more with oh, a person that looks different from me has value, right? It's just surprising to me that out of all those uh, nominees, that that's the one that actually won the Oscar. It's a little bit disappointing. Uh, But it goes into what I said last last week. Like, I'm not going to say I was right. But you can't look at the Oscars as far as, like, what's the best movie. That wasn't even the best movie nominated. I'll tell you, when I saw the preview for it, I'm gonna tell you the exact moment I stopped messing with the green book. (laughs) If you watch the trailer, go on YouTube and and watch it. But they're eating fried chicken in the back of a car. And Mahershala Ali says, what do I do with the bones? And Viggo Mortensen says, oh, you just throw them out the window. And from that point on, I was like, this movie's a piece of trash. I ain't gonna watch it. I'm not saying that it's a piece of trash. I'm just saying. To me, that was that was the fine line. At that point, I said, I'm not messing with this movie. They can do what they want. So it was really shocking that they got the best picture. But either way, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not gonna say I was right, but I'm just gonna say, y'all know. It ain't winning no Black Soul Power Awards. So to wrap up Black History Month, I'm here with two students of Black History Month. My kids, Super Ave and Lil C. Lil C's over here playing Fortnite. Uh, Season eight just came out, so he's over here doing his little emotes and everything like that. But you guys ready to talk about uh, Black History Month and what you guys learned? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? All right. We learned about peanut soup. Peanut soup. You can't get enough of this peanut soup. <laughs> what do you know about peanuts? That they can make a million things. Oh yeah, who discovered that? George Washington Carver! Yeah. And Kevin Hart is doing the Black History Show. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. I gotta check it out. And Rosa Parks made fairy. 
Made Fairness. Hybrid. Made Fairness? Rosa Parks Made Fairness? Yes. How did she do that? She refused to, to leave her seat for a white pe for a white person. And why was that? How did that make fairness? She got arrested and then a bunch of people wanted to make fairness too. Yeah. So should everybody be fair? Yeah. So for Black History Month, what like what else did you learn? So we got Rosa Parks, George Washington Carver. Who else? Um, I forgot the name, but he was the first one to do a heart surgery. The first African American to do heart surgery? To separate Siamese twins. Do you know the name? No. I know there's an MD in it. <laughs> Guillaume Bluford? Guillaume Bluford? Alright, hold on. No, it, it's spelled G-U-I-O-N. G-U-I-O-N. O-N? Yeah. Bluford? Alright, let's see. He was no, the first. That was the astronaut. Yeah, the first African American astronaut. So, how many African American people did you guys learn about? Was it a lot? Um, eight, I just learned about, like. We didn't learn about. Um, I didn't in learn. speech class, we didn't learn about um, Barack Obama, but he was up there. Oh, okay. What about yeah. you, Super A? I only learned like seven. You learned like seven? How did that make you feel to learn about African Americans in school? Good. It felt good? Yeah. Do you guys feel like... Can I say conga because... Really? We're talking about a topic. Focus up. That... He dab! That Fortnite, oh my goodness. So, being young African Americans, do you guys feel like that makes a, any difference whatsoever, or do you feel like you guys have the same opportunities as everybody else? Same opportunities. Same opportunities. You do? That's good. At school, everybody treats you guys the same? Everybody the same, I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. So my kids learned a lot about black history uh, over the month, which I'm pretty happy about. Uh, the doctor that my son was referring to was uh, Daniel Hale Williams. Uh, he was the first uh, doctor to do open heart surgery, uh, not just African-American, like period. <laughs> uh, so that's who he was referring to. And then Guillaume Bluford was uh, an African-American astronaut. Uh, but yeah, they, they learned a lot. They got to obviously get the stories down and everything like that. But they're, I think it's interesting because they're coming up in a different type of environment than uh, even I grew up in. And definitely from what their grandparents grew up in. Um, like my dad grew up in 
actual segregation so the stuff that's in the books now like he grew up in that time he's from originally from louisiana um and they definitely had a black part of town a white part of town stuff like that um my upbringing was a little bit different because i'm a military brat so uh i was kind of exposed to diversity um for lack of a better term uh pretty much my my entire life i haven't been around just one group of people um so my experience is a little bit different which i'm pretty thankful for um but for them they're growing up in that same uh that same type of environment as me but now of course we have the woke culture so however people feel about that uh everybody's more cognitive they pay more attention to whether or not the spaces that they're in are diverse or not and then they look at they look out to uh get opportunities for everybody so uh in situations historically even when i was growing up where there would be some kind of dispute as to whether or not an educational institution was uh too white or too male or things like that people are pointing those things out now which i think is a good thing because it's going to give people all these opportunities to uh be on equal equal footing um we're going to have to move past the whole uh, concept of diversity hires and hopefully uh, move past the outdated, I think, uh, and unnecessary affirmative action type of uh, type of policies and things that we have now, because what it does is cheapen the uh, cheapen the qualifications and accomplishments of people who actually deserve these accolades. Um, so. The reason why I put them on the show was because I wanted them to kind of express to me what they learned in school. And just as a as a point of reference, I should say, uh, my oldest son, he's in fourth grade. So he's gone through like a few Black History Months and things like that in, in school systems. But what's interesting about that is that they were in Florida, in Bay County, in the Panhandle. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been down there, but it's not, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about them bad because they got hit by a hurricane, but I'm just going to say before the hurricane, it wasn't too, it was, it's the South it is for, for real the South. And then they went to school partly in Biloxi as well. Um, so they were in, I guess what you would call deep red <laughs> territory. Uh, so to me, it's interesting that they got that level of, uh, interaction during black history month in those schools, but they did go to really good schools and have really, really good teachers. So shout out to, to their, uh, teachers and everything like that. Um, and now we're in Illinois. Uh, I didn't know what the situation was going to be like here, but I will say this is pretty, uh, it's pretty diverse like you don't even look at it as being diverse like you just see everybody everywhere it, and it doesn't feel like weird like you would some places maybe like I would man that might be one of my hangups I don't know but say that to say that they uh, feel like that they can do everything that anybody else can do so I'm, I'm very happy that that's the mindset that they are approaching everything with. Uh, that's the kind of uh, household that I want to set is that everybody 
has value regardless of whatever uh whatever they look like whatever they act like things like that um also uh fortnite just came out <laughs> so if you guys hear my son yelling in the background it's because he's going through the new map and everything like that um so just uh i would say you know as far as black history month the actual month of february uh it was tough <laughs> to say the least there was like a lot of silliness and controversies and things that went on um of course you had uh like the whole jesse thing jesse smollett um trying to i'm not gonna say what he was trying to do i honestly don't know and i'm trying to be as objective as i can about the whole situation because based on what we have you have to understand that there's a lot of ability by interested parties to manipulate that story one way or the other um so i if you hadn't heard, he said that he was jumped by two MAGA affiliated people and basically they committed a hate crime. And then Chicago Police Department is saying that he orchestrated the whole thing, which to me, it doesn't make sense that he would have done that. But uh, kind of seeing like all the little bits and bobs of information that come out through the rumor mill like i don't know i would say that that's a pretty dumb way to <laughs> to like try to get your contract up is to try to like stage a hate crime and things like that and uh one of my former supervisors told me that stupid games have stupid prizes um that might be the case in the situation i mean i i keep holding out hope that it's something different than what he said because i can picture scenarios where uh what the cops are saying versus what he's saying i can picture scenarios where they can fabricate that story as well and they might have a motive my wife's from chicago and she's like you know chicago's they they got to get their name out of the mud because uh there's been a lot of nonsense going on uh and you see that even with the r kelly thing like 20 years later they want to try to get right with r kelly Go back and listen to, I think, my second episode if you want to know how I feel about that. But, <laughs> yeah. I can envision a conspiracy theory that the police could come up with to try to discredit Jesse Smollett's story. That would make more sense than him doing all this nonsense. But also, I mean, I don't know what his employment situation was like. Um, he looked like he was... I haven't watched Empire in a while. That show just got too wild for me, but it looked like he was, you know, poised to be a breakout star and have opportunities after whatever happens to that show happens. And if he wanted to be off of it, they easily could have written him off of it. Like, it's not, I don't think anybody in that show is crucial to it except for Terrence Howard and uh, Taraji. I think like those are the only two people you have to have to to have that show be what it is um but i don't know <laughs> mess up your bag however you want if if that's the case i'm not saying either party's telling the 100 percent truth i don't ever ever believe that in a story that i wasn't personally there to witness um i'm gonna say i, I reserve some skepticism on on both sides uh 
on either on all sides just because you you never know somebody's true motivation you could watch some, somebody do something in front of you and the reason why they did it isn't the reason that it looked like so and we've all been victims of that uh i'm pretty sure where you had to like explain yourself and somebody just thought they saw something that they didn't see you gotta go the whole shaggy it wasn't me but you know that that situation uh kind of brought <laughs> brought everybody's black history month down it's like oh man you know it wasn't very celebratory there's a lot of other nonsense that went on um where black people was like oh it's just black twitter <laughs> it was like uh let's just cancel let's just cancel this month figure something out for later but uh i will say overall um one of the things i talked with my son about uh, that i kind of that i edited out of the audio um just because recording with kids is unpredictable <laughs> is the idea of celebrating uh america's total history um, I don't think we should rewrite the history books, but I think that we should definitely make corrections for things that we know isn't true, like the whole uh, Christopher Columbus saga. <laughs> we should definitely go in and correct that history so that we don't carry on traditions under false pretenses and then celebrate the people um, who actually contributed to what America is, um, the things that everybody loves about this country. Um, and I think that's a good way to foster pride, uh, and collectiveness among every single person. Uh, we have distinguished veterans from every race, creed, color, everything like that. Uh, sports players, uh, authors, philosophers, scientists, everything. Um, this is where groups of people, whether you call them immigrants or people that whose family wasn't originally from. North America, which is almost everybody except for Native Americans, uh, you know, everybody's kind of contributed to to what has made America great. Um, so I do enjoy and appreciate Black History Month. I, I like it a lot, but I think that we shouldn't isolate uh, important historical figures to a specific month or put them under a banner or only learn about them during these times and that goes for uh asian pacific history month uh hispanic heritage month all of that uh women's history month all of that i think um we should spend more time uh embracing different different people i guess not your standard um white person white man <laughs> uh history that you know is is spread throughout the year because in my mind when you say black history month and uh asian pacific islander month and hispanic heritage month and you don't have a white month um that's kind of setting the default on its own right like i don't know i don't know it makes sense to me but if there's no white history month then the you kind of think like that's because they teach white history all year, right? And we separate it by all these other months. But I will say that um, I am happy for them to be learning in, in an educational institution about uh, 
the heritage and the history and contributions of black people into uh, the United States in particular, and then hopefully around the world as, uh, as you know, whatever their education expands and everything like that. So that's my wrap up for, for Black History Month. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you know, everybody can, can get together and, you know, learn how to appreciate and accept each other, things like that. So we don't have to make stupid movies like The Green Book. Uh, I, sh- I need to watch it. I should watch it because I want to see how much they talk about the actual Green Book. But also, like, I'm not interested in watching this dude learn how to like a black guy. Because <laughs> uh, that sounds tiring to me. Um, but either way, man, um, just everybody focus on focus on excellence. Be uh, be your own inspiration. <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully everybody has a good week. The reason why my kids were able to be on the show today was because there's the roads are iced over, so they canceled school. And also, I was supposed to get a dental appointment today. They canceled that as well. So let's figure out how to spend time with you guys. Um, and then, as always, thanks for listening. Hit me up on Twitter at OddcastTMP. O-D-C-A-S-T-T-M-P. Let me know how you feel about the show. Uh, if you guys want to be on it, download the Anchor app and hit me up. Uh, and everybody have a great day.